eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I wanted to spend some time talking a little bit of baseball because I know I'm going to talk football on the air. If you haven't been paying attention, as the White Sox have added, you know, they've brought in Lance Lynn, they brought in Adam Eaton. There's been a subtraction that I think is significant for the White Sox, and I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Now, it's not done. The deal, as, as I'm recording this, is still being worked through and finalized, but it looks like James McCann is going to sign a four-year, $10 million per, so $40 million deal with the Mets. I got to say that I was a little bit surprised. I thought the number would be three for nine, and it being $27 million, but you have to understand the, the new reality that is Steve Cohen owning a team, owning a team out in New York. The Mets are going to spend, man. They are going to spend money. They are about spending this money. And adding James McCann to a clubhouse, I think, is a super valuable thing. He's been terrific for the White Sox. It, it cannot be understated. Uh, wait, I said that wrong. It can't be overstated how good he's been for the White Sox in a leadership role, in an actual practical role. Like, not just sometimes you hear about uh, this guy is a leader inside of a clubhouse, and I'm not talking about Drake LaRoche. But sometimes you hear about guys being leaders in the clubhouse, but they don't actually add anything themselves to what the team is doing. That has not been the case with James McCann. I want to go back over just his numbers, and I I know that we're going to spend a lot of time talking about his defense, but if we look at his offense over the last two years, it's been impressive. He's had much better offensive seasons than he had previously. And this is a guy that they just kind of added to, they needed someone to catch. Coming off the 2018 season, he was 220, 267, 314 for an OPS of 581. That's horrible. In the two years with the White Sox, his slash line is 276, 334, 474 for an OPS of 808. Pretty good. Was an all-star in 2019 with that fast start that he jumped out to. 
And then last year, he had his best offensive season. We, I don't know what to do with 60-game numbers. I, I honestly don't. But if you're James, you were able to turn that into $40 million. 289, 365, 36 for an OPS of 896 for him. So that's fantastic. What he did offensively, like hitting home runs, 25 home runs in his time as White Sox catcher. All of those things are fantastic. And I'm glad that that he had the type of offensive production that allowed him to be one of the higher paid catchers in Major League Baseball, at least once this deal gets finalized. Now I want to talk about him on the other side, him defensively. This guy has made a huge difference in what's going on with the White Sox because he was able, along with Lucas Giolito himself and Lucas Giolito's high school coach, he was able to get through to him in a way. They were able to connect as pitcher and catcher to the point where you saw that that's the guy that Lucas wanted catching him for most of 2020 after a couple of starts with Yasmani Grandal behind the plate. It's a weird thing that happened. Like some people just click, whether we're talking about friendships or if we're talking about two guys on the mound. And it seems clear that McCann and Giolito just clicked. I also think that he was great for the rest of the pitching staff too. And obviously he and Dallas Keuchel go back a long way to when they were in college together. So there's a connection there too. I don't think that we should discount him leaving. I think that it is significant. Part of the reason I think it's significant is that I don't I don't enjoy watching Yasmani Grandal catch. I enjoy watching him frame I've even done a video kind of explaining some of that stuff when we're talking about framing with Grandal. There are other elements of the job that I don't think he's good at. And, and most of it has to do with him boxing the ball and in some cases doing that because he's trying to frame. And it, there, it's a valuable skill, and he is one of the best in baseball at doing it. I just don't think that he's as complete of a catcher as James McCann is, but he rakes. I mean, that guy can hit, and because he can hit the way that he is, it can cover up some of the things that he doesn't have as far as catching goes. That being said, I love the one-two punch, and I know that it was unlikely that the White Sox were going to be able to have both, that they had paid so much money to Grandal that if you end up paying anywhere close to what the Mets are going to pay James McCann, you're, that's a lot. That's a lot of money for two catchers. But now you're going to ask Yasmani Grandal to catch 130 games. And defensively, I don't think that that's a good thing for the White Sox. Now let me go back a little bit. I enjoy talking with James McCann. I would often go to the clubhouse and ask him questions when one could do such things. And I thought I found him to be really smart, 
very driven, and I like the way that he approached catching. So I got him on the radio show. Like, I went and talked to him fairly early in the season, and I got him on the radio show, and he was delightful in explaining a lot of different things. But this is us talking about catching, and this is us talking about what it is that he does to, to get himself prepared throughout a season, throughout a series, and for a game? My biggest prep is uh, before every series. Um, I sit down and I, I look at numbers. I look at uh, video. I, I come up with our, our game plan and our general report. And then uh, each individual day, based on who's pitching that day, I take that general report and, and kind of customize it to uh, you know, what our strengths are on the mound for that day. The, when I talked to you in the clubhouse, we were talking about uh, uh, mile-per-hour differentials between Lucas Giolito's fastball and his changeup. How important is that, and how important is the motion for it to look, his delivery to look exactly the same on both of those pitches? Well, that's the 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 best pitchers in the game. Um, the thing that, uh, that even as, a, as someone that faces them and sees it, you don't really understand it um, until you, you know, get to watch it from behind. But the, the best in the game, uh, every pitch comes out looking the same. Uh, it, it's it's uh, actually a term called tunneling. You, the pitchers want to tunnel all their pitches out of the same, uh, their same hand slot, the same uh, release point, and it's somewhere. You know, the 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 later that they can, you know, differentiate, the better. So, you know, if his fastball is coming out um, out of the same slot that his changeup is, well, as a hitter, you can't tell the difference until. You know, you've you're you're too late. You, you've either missed the fastball or you're way out in front of the changeup, um, and you can't hit both of them. You have to choose which one to hit, and uh, that's that's what that's what's made him so good. Is is all of his pitches are coming out in the same tunnel, and, and hitters are having a tough time identifying uh, you know what is what. I know that you spent a ton of time looking at tape of him and all the uh, all the pitchers, but specifically with Giolito, why is he having such success this year? Well. Uh, honestly, I've said this um, several times now. You, you got to give him a lot of credit uh, for his his mechanical adjustments. Um, he's a lot uh, a lot shorter arm action this year. Uh, there's a lot more life to to every pitch, um, especially his fastball. He's getting more swings and misses on his fastball. Uh, but you know, all that aside, the biggest thing for me has just been his mental approach. Um, and this last game was was the perfect example. He gave a three run homer. Uh, in the in the first inning, uh, three out of the first four guys reached, and next thing you know, we're down to three nothing, and we haven't gotten out of the first inning. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you look up, and it's the eighth inning. He hasn't allowed another base hit. Um, it's just that that approach of you know what, I'm not going to let one bad pitch or one bad inning uh, snowball into another bad inning and to another bad inning, and next thing you know, I'm 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 headed and hitting the showers in the fourth inning. Uh, that that to me has been the biggest difference for him is just his. His understanding of of not allowing one bad thing to turn into two and three bad things. Giolito has clearly turned the corner. If we went back in 2018, he was probably the worst starting pitcher in baseball. Here we are in 2020, and we've now seen him throw a no-hitter. We've seen him finish high for the Cy Young Award in the American League over the last couple of years. We've seen a change in him. I want to give credit where credit is due. Most of that has to do with Lucas. Most of that has to do with him doggedly trying to change the way that he approaches the game. He he is he really worked hard 
to deconstruct and reconstruct himself. And I want to give him credit. But I also want to give credit to James McCann, who was the right voice at the right time. Those guys connect in a way that it's rare that you see pitchers not shake off a catcher. And in starts that McCann caught for Giolito, there wasn't a lot of shaking going on. Whole lot of shaking going on. There wasn't a lot of that. There are starts like in the no-hitter. He shook him off, I think, twice in that. That level of trust with your catcher is something that allows for a pitcher to grow. And I hope, I hope that he can capture that with Yasmani Grandal and that Grandal can be better. But please believe, James McCann not catching for the White Sox is a huge deal. And we'll see if they can overcome that. I appreciate you listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.